Hello and welcome back to just another football podcast. Back again for another episode. Joined by Ali and Felga tonight. No Hello. George. How you doing, boys? Uh, we're doing good. We're well. doing good. Um, both are back from from uh, some travels. I drove for ten hours, which was fun, more fun than I expected. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's been good. Excellent, Fogel, yourself? Yeah, just back from Madrid. Oof. Good wee trip there. Uh, very Says warm. Fergal, nonchalantly. Enjoyed it. Very warm. Yeah, well, it's been same in England, so too hot at the moment. But anyway, enough about the weather. That's not on the agenda today. What is, however, on the agenda for today's oh, episode? <laughs> you know me, mate, expert. Nice. Um, couple of thrillers in West London, from, and I'm not talking about shows or anything like that in the West End. There was a couple of nice football matches that took place, one at Stamford Bridge, one at the Brentford Community Stadium. Enjoyed both thoroughly for different reasons. We'll start mm. with the dramatic Desmond that took place on Super Sunday today. Chelsea playing out a 2-2 draw with Spurs. Um, before we get into it, for me, as as a neutral, and a neutral <laughs> being, I hate both thoroughly. I was sort of hoping they'd both lose, everyone would get injured, and uh, yeah. Didn't quite get that, but they, they both failed to Close win. Close enough. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I think... Got an <laughs> yeah, but I like Kante. He, he's all right, you know. Um, I, I'd have picked a lot of players before him to get injured. But anyway, enough about that. Um, Fergal, emotions coming out of that game today, mate. Firstly, sort of, it's been an interesting build-up. We spoke about this last week, um, it being a big game for Chelsea. I feel like they had to make a statement because all the talk over the summer and at the end of preseason, and even last week was, you know, talk of a power shift and Spurs having a more impressive summer and sort of looking to kick on and, you know, be the the best of the rest behind City and Liverpool. Um and I personally have been of the opinion that things aren't as bad at Chelsea as kind of a what what are being made out. I still think you've got a very good team mm. on the pitch. I still think you've got a good squad, a better squad than Spurs and Arsenal. And I thought this would be an important game for you to essentially showcase that. Um, you think you proved it today? Yeah, I thought like I I, sorry, I I've been down in Chelsea, or from a point of view of like I think I think we're. Should it, at this stage we should be going for the title and we're, and we're not close to that and it still feels like there's a bit of a transition needed. That's where my sort of um, disappointment was that can't, that the fact that there's a lot of players in around the squad that haven't been moved on and that sort of thing sounds like some of those players might be just cut loose um, but we'll see what way that goes but yeah going into the game it was like I was worried I was thinking maybe um, it could be it could be Spurs to, to get the win. Um, but unbelievable performance from from so many uh, players. Loftus-Cheek uh, was fantastic. I thought Havertz was it was one of his um, best games in the Chelsea shirt, I think. Mm. Um, he he was like... like there was, I found the conversation about a proper no, number nine strange after the uh, I only yeah. saw a little bit of it because I, I I didn't get the sky coverage so I only saw a clip of it but um I found it strange because I thought Harvard was brilliant and he he only just missed a, a good a, a good chance he only had one good chance yeah in terms of what like a typical number nine does apart from score the goals in the box he was he done all the the, the hard running and and closing down the pressing was incredible from Chelsea Mount was so good, Kante was so good, uh, Sterling was was good. Um, like uh, no, I don't think anybody had a bad game for Chelsea apart from maybe Jorginho because he made the mistake for the first uh, Tottenham mm. goal. But up until that point, Jorginho was fantastic. Yeah. Um, and um, and he, yeah, and that's that's a lot coming from me. But he was he was he was really really good. He must good. have been good if Fergus saying it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and um. And I thought Tuchel got the tactics spot on. He had he had Reece James on song, and um, he, he he kept song quiet. He had one chance where he got away, and he took the yellow for it. Um, a bit like who who was he? Who was who was James? It was like the performance he'd done it against Vinicius Junior. Like just like yeah, you know the only the only time Vinicius Junior got got a chance was when James was actually marking him. Yeah, and it was a bit like that with Son. Um, so a really good performance. It gives me a lot of hope going forward. Um, 
I I was gutted though with with the result. It was yeah. um, it was like it was annoying. Like the actual goal was like really annoying because I literally don't know what we were doing defensively. Um, and you had a warning from the first one. It was a similar sort of corner comes in. I had a warning. Yeah, over. I thought I thought with it being that close as well, Mendy should have been should have maybe claimed that. I thought yeah. like, it was it was right on top of him. If, I feel like if he's more dominant in that scenario and he has the physicality to do that, he could mm. he could have came and claimed it or punched it. Um but they're just like there was th- it seemed like there was three Spurs they, players all running. Yeah, they were queuing up. They were queuing up. up. It was just going to go in off somebody. It had to be Harry Kane. Yeah. He was, um, he was awful apart from that. He did absolutely yeah. nothing in the game. It's <laughs> an awful and, um, performance. Yeah. Um, um, and, then, and then, like, the, the referee, like, yeah. Anthony Taylor. The elephant in the room. A- Anthony Have you signed Taylor, the petition? You know what I might do? Anthony Taylor <laughs> is, is the... It won't do anything, but... Um, yeah, it won't. Uh, Anthony Taylor, I act like... It's actually becoming too regular with him. I'm not. I'm not usually one of these people that are like. No, but you. I think hit, every hit, fan hit base has. The they have one referee. Team. Yeah. But yeah. It's it's actually getting ridiculous the amount of of incidents that have ha- happened against Chelsea mm. with Anthony Taylor involved. Um. And I like even though the whole thing with the Cucurella one. I'm not too sure. Like I, I've seen people say, it definitely is a red card. I'd like to see the actual law. If for me, it's, it should, it should be. But I'm wondering, yeah. is it in one of these things in the laws of the the game? Is there like a technicality where they can get out on that? Um, but at the same time, it was right in front of him. He had a clear eye eye line of of that happening in front of him. Yeah. There was no players blocking him, so he actually should have spotted that. Um. Which is one of these things that annoys me a bit far, which I think is creeping into the game a bit more about about like referees not actually making a, a decision uh, and leaving it up to VAR. But the issue is VAR has a really high tolerance, so it, it, the it's it's not it's not like if it was a fifty fifty call it'll get looked at. If it's a fifty fifty call, it just won't get looked at. Yeah, and even if it's a seventy thirty call, it won't get looked at. It feels like it needs to be like a. Uh, oh, oh, as we've seen, like no, they don't look release. at it, do they? They, they go. We've had this discussion many it. times. They they go to overturn it. They don't go to have a look. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, the, there's like the, the, it's the whole thing about VAR. But Anthony Taylor's just had a howler, and then again, they, they've brought back this uh, let it flow sort of attitude again. Um, I feel like it waned in in the second half of the season last season. Don't I don't remember it being as much. Um, I, I remember being at the start of last season and it seemed to go yeah. I think probably because managers complained um, and I've seen a few challenges over the over the games this weekend that just like it just doesn't feel right um, uh, Havertz definitely has failed before that uh, before the first goal and then Richardson's offside that's the Richardson one I actually that's the one I'm most annoyed at I don't know if it was if it was the hustle and bustle um, at the touchline that made them forget to actually have a look at the the goal, but Richardson's in line with the ball, steps towards it. Um, it's not an, an offside position. It, it's unprofessional, referee. Yeah. It's not. It's not. It's not professional. It's not up to standard. It's not up to par. Um, actually, my, I, I, my... just this weekend, that Richardson one is the worst decision out of all of them. All the other ones, I can can sort of understand but the Richardson ones you say I, I think it, it actually is unprofessional they just haven't yeah really done their job there to check if everybody's in a, an onside position yeah maybe they checked it while all while all the coverage was on the two managers but I don't know how you come to the conclusion that it he's not in an offside position because it it goes an inch past his foot um it, and, it, and it blocks the keeper's side at, at, at a point in that and the other problem with that is that there's an on-field referee, there's a VAR team, so not even one referee, and then there's two assistants and a fourth official. So, I uh, the, the the interaction or the altercation between Tuchel and Conte should not be a reason to distract from 
anything at all, including the foul on Havertz, which is a foul, as a matter of oh, fact. It is a it is a foul. It is a foul. The only thing I would say is on that, how far back are they actually allowed to go? I, mean, I think we've had this discussion was, before. Like, but it, but it was such an obvious foul. No, it was. It, it was. It was definitely a foul. Yeah, and it wasn't I, that I long. Just, the, there was like ben, another... Bendecor stops. Bendecor stops waiting for the yellow card to be given to him. Yeah. yeah. There was another uh, Tottenham-Chelsea game in Tottenham Hotspur Stadium two seasons ago. I think two seasons ago, 1920. Anthony Taylor was the referee. Paulo Gazzaniga was in goal. He, ah. he, was, he came out and literally... <laughs> I saw this clip earlier. To, he's trying to volley the ball. Kung Fu kicks a man for... Uh, I think it was Tammy Abraham. And oh, the foul was, or Marcus was Alonso, yeah. And the foul was given to Tottenham. Uh, that yeah. just about sums up and my the, opinion the on that. Bar, bar overturned it in the end, it, yeah. and they yeah, had to overturn a, a it two minutes later because the ball was never not in play. After, like they they allowed the foul to be played and then stopped and then went back more than two minutes later and gave the penalty. So if that happens, you are but that's allowed because to to no, stop no, the, the that's one. That's because they're going back to review a penalty. But the, the foul can, which they, was they awarded can. was played. So a, another phase of play entirely has started. Yeah, but so that's not, not about they're not, how they're not, far they're not checking the goal though, Ali. In that instance, they were going back to check the penalty. An incident, yeah. An incident yeah. in itself. But right, the, whereas the Havertz one, they're not allowed to go and review the Havertz incident on its own unless it was a red card um, but challenge. But why? It's still a minute and a half ago. Uh, because it's all stupid. They like it. Like, in fairness, I, I don't mind the Havertz. The Havertz one, it's like, I think that's just poor refereeing in mm. terms of VAR. I understand right, why they, 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 well, they, put a, they put a cap on the on like the phase of plays because, you know, how far back are you going to go? You're going to go back to the kickoff, make sure the kickoff was done right. You know what I mean? I get why. The slippery slope, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah it, I I get why you have to have a cut point. The, Anthony Taylor just had a shocker. He he missed he missed two fouls that were right in front of him that were really really obvious. And the assistant, um, the assistant and the Havertz one, it was right on the touchline, maybe five yeah. yards away. Yeah, but both both of them didn't give it, and Bentcourt's reaction tells you everything that like he just he, he knew it was a free kick himself. Yeah, um, he he was almost gonna go huffing off, and and he, he had to switch on again and play on. And it, it's um, a shame because it was such a good game and it still has to be about okay, in fairness they've got what they wanted they got an incredible game they, yeah, they, they got, got a punch uh, up they got two punch they, ups they, they got a punch up and the only reason <laughs> yeah. that happened is because there was bad decisions Thomas Tuchel would never have, if, if there was a good just a good Tottenham goal that went in Thomas, no way Thomas Tuchel was going to get as annoyed as he did Though Conte did get, go over and sort of cheer he, pr- he provokes a reaction yeah. he, he provoked a reaction so like I don't think I don't think that animosity is there unless the Havertz incident happens first. That already gets them up off their seat, given up, and then the goal happens, and then it, you know it all breaks loose from there. So like you know, Sky and everyone have got what they wanted there, an incredible yeah. spectacle, a great one for the neutral, um, and well, um, well. and yeah, and, and you know Anthony Taylor, and Mike Dean, hats off to you. You have delivered on on pure Barclays. Was, was it Mike Dean? Yeah. Huh? Was it was it Mike Dean? Yeah. Oh wow! Because yeah. he he was on our game yesterday. Um, I mean, he, he over he overturned he's a penalty. Not tired, is he? No, I <laughs> but no. But I, what I was gonna say is, I like I was staggered. I mean, we all have those referees that you just don't vibe with as a club. For, I mean, I don't think anyone vibe with Mike Dean to be fair, but. Just oh, a lot of having people him with Mike Dean. He he is popular. I think a lot of people like vibe with Mike Dean. I don't. I don't mean when he when he was refereeing against Arsenal for the you know because he just never gave us in anything. But he did overturn a penalty yesterday. Mm. Um, so you know he knows how he knows how to overturn stuff. He does know how to get involved. So yeah, it's not an excuse. It, it just I think you're un- I think where you're unlucky is you've mentioned like kind of a com. You've mentioned multiple incidents. We've had this discussion before. Multiple incidents that don't go your way. And some of them are marginal. Some of them, I think, are just bad decisions. For all of them to sequentially go Spurs' way in a game which I don't think they played that well in. I don't think they offered a lot. They stuck in there. If you're going to give them like the benefit of the doubt, they stuck at it. I, I think it was more Chelsea just didn't... Um, so this is what I was going to ask you. Like, Didn't finish them off. If you're going to be critical of Chelsea, as I was going to come on to, they played so well in that first half. 
you know, really controlled the game. Were they ruthless enough? Did it translate into enough chances? Obviously, didn't score enough, but like, was there enough there given how well you controlled the game? Or is there still that nagging doubt that it's just not quite clicking in the final third? Uh, I, I thought, um, thought that I, I just, I'm much more positive about all that. I think, I think it would come. One of the things that in Sterling put a, got to the byline at one point and put a chip ball across. Nobody there, yeah. Nobody there. That'll come with time. If it had been Chilwell or Alonso on the pitch, someone who had been, knows the team, they're at that back post. Yeah. And Kukurel is just, just new. Um, because the amount of times I've seen that from a Chelsea wing back being at that back post. Yeah, it's a um, trained pattern of play. Yeah. 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 So, so, so that that'll that'll come with Cucurella recognizing that opportunity yeah. and that'll be a goal in the future. Mm. Um and off his cheek as well. He's getting better and better and better. I like him as this sort of right wing back. Um yeah, I was gonna say, because you did was, that against so Real Madrid. You, you mentioned that Real Madrid game with the uh, Vinicius yeah. on Reese Jane, and you did that in that second leg. It's a really powerful right hand side for Chelsea. Like you're not getting much down that side. It's oh. kind of an, an opposition. It's very physical. That you know they're going to run in both directions. It's Spurs had nothing down there, and I don't think many teams were. To be honest with you, um, yeah, he was impressive. He, he was he, he, like he he was yeah, he's he's just lost of cheek. He just needs to get his end product again, um, because it, there was a couple of times he he made great dribbles and I thought he just should have released it a bit quicker. But he, he 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 had some great moments, um, and I think there's the it, yeah, the only thing is I'm a bit tentative about is this was Spurs, so of course we're going to be up for it, and yeah. I think there's uh, things writing people off. I want to yeah. see this consistently. Yeah. Um. So you know, on to the next game. More, yeah, yeah, yeah. If we if we play that well against most other teams in the league, we'll we'll win very hand hand. Win a lot of games. Um, yeah. But I. I'll, I'll, yeah, I want to see it a, a couple more times before I fully believe that that we're, we're on our way to uh, to looking like a really good team. And I will mm-hmm. say, just one more thing on how Tottenham approached Chelsea and the the lineup that had Ruben Loftus-Cheek obviously as a right wing back, uh, and he did so well. But I felt that the backline structure, so to speak, was there to be got at, especially for. Um, someone who can dribble as well as Dan Kosevsky does, someone who can make runs like Human Son does. Reese James is a very, like, as a third center back, he was in, in very advanced positions. Ruben Loftus-Cheek is an attacking-minded player uh, for the position he played today. Hmm. Koulibaly, and uh, I mention this every time, he can be got at and dribbled at. And um, you can, if you kind of, if, if, if someone like Kulusevsky can... Uh, can get past and test him at least. None of that was tried. Like Harry Kane was way too deep, and it played into Chelsea's hands. Yeah, and then you didn't find those runs from some because the the especially in the first half they were way too isolated, so the ball was never on, which is something Chelsea did really well with. Oh, that was by design, was, though. Like it, it I think... was, yeah, to force Harry Kane back, and then you saw the back line push up a little bit to make the the team shape for Tottenham more compact. But it, they never figured out how to isolate Koulibaly, how to figure out how to get like get out the hole that Reese James would would leave. The Augusto obviously had an excellent game, but I, th- I felt yeah, like Tottenham it... should have done more. Uh, obviously, they, they they're just so lucky to come away with the draw. I can't believe yeah. they did <laughs> no they are it's it's a better result than it is performance and i think Absolutely. like it's one of those like if you offer them a, a, a desmond they'll take it and I, yeah. and I know that they might hey, have you know what going. i don't know if they would have like no i i if, i honestly think Fogel, given their record there and let's yeah. remember here right and i know we mentioned all the positive spin around spurs and it's a bit in doom again with chelsea you played them four times last season you beat them four times they didn't score a goal they offered nothing in any of those games yeah. mm. if you offer them a draw today they're taking it, especially where they scored two goals now they might not have deserved to score two goals but i i think that they've got to just take that and move on because let's be honest they didn't deserve a draw they didn't offer anything really they did as i said they I, stuck in there is the, the best i think you can offer to be honest i think i think if antonio conte team 
sort of had the transfer window that they have and the sort of hype around them. I don't, I, maybe not the fans, but I think that team should have been um, expecting more from themselves. And they actually they came away delighted because they were like, delighted they got in. They knew they didn't play game. well. Yeah, yeah, they got, I, that's I, exactly I, it. They got out. I, 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 I'll never slag off fans for over celebrating because, no, like, no, 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 no. like ninety-six minute equaliser, unbelievable. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I thought like the players, I thought the players were a bit over the top. I don't know, if, like, just don't know if their their mentality's there yet for. for no, Conte what... said it though. So in his interview after the game, he was like pretty candid about it. Say, look, Chelsea showed today that they are better than us. At this stage, yeah. uh, you know, on the 14th of August, 2022, they are a better team than us. And they have to change that. If you're, you know, projecting for the rest of the season on this, on the back of this performance, you'd expect Chelsea to finish above Spurs. And and I still do. I predicted that. And nothing I saw today changes that, despite the fact it's a better result for Spurs than it probably is for Chelsea. Yeah. Absolutely. Moving on. Moving on. Manchester United. Yeah! I mean, where... where <laughs> yeah, I know. I thought you might like this, Ali. Yeah. Where on earth do we start with this one? I mean... Uh... You know what? It's actually starting to get a little bit boring because everything we're about to say now has been said before. It, but I, it's worse. Like, is, it is worse. It's it just about finding the, the, the words to, to express how worse it's getting. Yeah. Not you, you know what else... Go on. You know what else? Because it's very similar to that chat. What's now become a meme is the whole Manchester United. Yeah, it's brilliant. That, that phrase is now become brilliant. a bit of a meme in itself. But I wonder how how long will it be before that phrase? You know, when the pundits are saying it's Manchester United, how long? How long do you think it's going to take for that to be flipped on its head? In that, at the moment, they're saying it as it's Manchester United. You know, uh, well, you should expect so much more. How long will it take for the people opposite. to go to people to say you know you know the way they say it, like Spurs? Yeah, Spurs. Yeah. Yeah. How long will, will will it be before Manchester United, you know, to be honest, mate, getting beat United. again by some It won't be long. And and instead of going, It's Manchester United, it should be better than this, it'll be yeah. well what do you expect? It's Manchester United. You know, it, it's I, I, think, stage, but I, I think we are I think when when you look at these two games that they've they've started off with, right? Let's give Brighton and Brentford their juice. They're they're decent yeah. Premier League opposition. Like, there's no easy games in the Premier League now, right? And they are mm. well organized and they cause problems, you know, in their own ways. And I think if you're not on it tactically, you're not on it mentally, you're just not at it. You're gonna get exposed by these teams. Having said that, yeah. I didn't think I didn't think it'd be 4-0 down after 40 minutes. I have um, never seen a goalkeeper go down in the way the head did for the first goal. I've never seen a goalkeeper dive to a side and like close his hands in the way he did in a way where, you know, if the, if the ball like is Robert up, Green, the, uh, no, Just Robert saying. Green, Robert Green made a mistake. No, he, that's he, uh, like similar to other mistakes you you would see where when the he long tries barrier. to go down. Yeah. He, he goes down and the ball ends up sliding between his feet, but the hair tries to close his hands on the ball while diving Super. in a yeah, very easy, like routine. Say, just go down to your side Close your hand, like open your hands up to the ball. Your other hands on top of the ball, and you you catch it like you, you just catch it. It's routine. We're, we're all we're all goalkeeping experts on this podcast. That are combined like fifteen feet between us or whatever. Yeah, um, we know what we're doing in goal. <laughs> We've got a lot of experience. Um, uh, it was dreadful. I, I mean, he, it was. It, it was no, dreadful. No, I mean, no, like. No, it, it, you know, I think you could have any bloke sitting watching that in the pub and he'd see that and go, that's not right. That is not how you save the ball. I mean, it just didn't look right quite. And it ended up in the back of his net, so it can't have been right. Because um, it was right between his hands. Like that But it just be... set the tone. It just it, it set the tone for them what followed, which is just absolutely calamitous. It wasn't just that they were 4-0 down. They were 4-0 down genuinely conceding some of the funniest goals I think I've ever seen. Like... The second goal, it gets played out, and you you can't get caught in your own box like that. I mean, it's just unbelievable to get mm. caught in a position like that. The third goal is so predictable when they pick a team full of midgets, essentially. And I'm not, you know, not Martinez. We we we're clear on our views about him on this podcast. We don't blame. We, we I, absolve I him. We'll blame I don't. Him. I don't like that. I don't like that word. I don't, I don't, I don't like, it. like it. No, no I, don't I don't like it. it. No. 
No, no, no. We champions all short kings, Harry. It's not about Lissandro Martinez. Yeah. It's about short people. Listen, mate, it's hard to call them short kings short when they've lost 4-0. They've well, not I... done the short... Na- like, they've not done as proud, they're, 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 they're It's about people. It's about people. They've, they've disgraced the, the the good name of short people. I'm di- I'm actually disgusted. I think it's appalling. I think that's yeah. the worst part about what I saw from them. To be honest, was yeah. was it, it, it's unacceptable. Um, I think personally on this one, Ten Hag has to take a lot of blame. I know people are going. He's not had his transfers. He's not got his team there. Okay, that's fine. I, I accept that they've not done he well in the transfer window. They've transfers. not got his players in. But you have to show an element of pragmatism. You don't just go, oh, we're going to do what I want anyway and we're going to, we're going to get beat. Because you're not going to win people over doing that. And the example I would give is Arteta. And look, I'm not saying by any means that Arsenal are where we need to be yet. Yeah. But when he came in in his first 20 games or whatever, he came in, played a 3-4-3 and just accepted, look, we're going to play this way. It's not what I want to do long term. But we do not have the players at this moment in time to open the game up and play the style of football that I want to play. And if we do do that, we're going to get hammered. We're not going to get hammered by good teams. And this is what you're seeing at the moment with Man United. They're playing opposition who, as I said, they're good, they're well organised, but they're not top, top teams. You can't be getting beat 4-0. It can't be, you can't be 4-0 down at half-time to Brentford, with all due respect. They're awkward, they pose a threat, but mm. it's so naive, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Yeah, the I think how bad Ericsson was. Like for the uh, for the second goal, he's just in the wrong why? position. He's no, not a number six. Yeah, because he, <laughs> yeah, he's, good, he's good enough to to deal with that. But he's like, not Fergal. He's never played that role where he's taking the ball off the goalkeeper in his own penalty box. And he, he didn't like, even want it. Like, he didn't want it. I know what you're saying. You'd yeah, expect better. He shouldn't give the ball away. The goal at times, he shouldn't though, give like... the ball away there. But my point is that when it, look. When you talk about top professional footballers, you have to appreciate that stuff like that, if it's being practiced and it will be in training every single day, it becomes yeah. metronomic. You just know where people are going to be. It's telepathic. You receive the ball here. You're playing it there. You're playing it there. You know what you're supposed to be doing. You watch the top teams do it. He's not in that position. So he receives the ball. It's so disorganized, not just by him, but by everyone back there. Of course, he's going to be uncomfortable. But here's Of course the thing. he is. I, he didn't. He doesn't even receive the ball because he didn't. He never wanted it. Uh, no one did. That see, was the other thing. De Gea. It's not about that. It's De Gea not seeing uh, because De Gea is not adept at playing the ball from the back. So his, also, his De Gea had already and, taken a knock in his confidence as well. So he's he was already like shaking. The other thing. He's feet. But he he doesn't see Matthias Jensen. Uh, that he was like stood right next to Christian Eriksen. You you just don't play this ball in this case. If you're a ball playing goalkeeper, you, you like goalkeepers that it's play a out back. No, it's a really poor pass to the wrong person who do, who doesn't want the ball, who is in this position not to receive the ball, but to drag someone from midfield for like man marking purposes. Like so you have yeah. you have three, and then you can have. Like, if you play one over the top to midfield, let's say McTominay drops in and receives it, or Ronaldo gets a flick on, that's three or four or five players that you're, you know, you're eliminating from Brentford in one in one go. That was the purpose of it, I think. So the Hayes shouldn't be passing the ball. I think the Hayes just, it's a pure mistake by the Hayes. It's not, not, not by anybody else, not by Ericsson. No, I think Ericsson's got it. You still can't lose it there. I mean, granted, as I said, he's, he doesn't he's play that position. He's still got the option of kicking out for a throw. In if, if, yeah. Um, it, it just, but he never a... receives the ball because he never anticipates it. Because he does. He touches it and tries to get he, it he does. He does, he does touch does it. He, 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 he didn't he want it. Like, like You're right. He, yeah. Yeah. Like he turn, he doesn't check his shoulder because if he turns no. the other way, he actually would have got away with it. He actually turns the the, the wrong turns way to his left shoulder to go right to the right back because that's where the United players were set up to go. They expect because uh, I think it was Dallow was actually free. If De Gea had actually chipped chipped the ball into Dallow, they might have got out of the situation. But like, like they, they're just like it's an absolute like disaster what United are at the moment, like. I, it, and the whole thing with Arnautovic is just bizarre as well. But it's not just him. It like and and that and that is another example of of the 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 shambles that they are at the moment. They're in for him, and then people go mad about it online. And then there's an article the next day in the Athletic, and they're not in for him now because of the backlash that, that that's 
it, it, it been received by the fan it, base. Like it, that is it, not how so you. That there's like just so much noise and too many, too many. Cuts. They're too receptive to it. They are too receptive to fan opinion. And granted, look, we all have our opinions about how clubs should be run, what they should do, what they shouldn't do. But these guys are supposed to employ people and empower people that know better and are smarter and have a process. You're not supposed to just buy people because you think they'll sell shirts yeah, and, and if, if, get their if, fan if base up. If they genuinely thought Anedovic, he's the solution to all of our problems. They do it. They'd have conviction. I, 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 and then you, because you know you're correct and you know that you've proven right, you go out and buy them. You, you've you've uh, belief in what you're doing. Yeah. And, and and the fans will get on board whenever Anedovic sticks to in. If he, if that's the, actually the genuine solution to, to the problem. And we're just, you know, us football fans are just stupid to think that Arnaudovic is 34 and past it <laughs> yeah <laughs> and he's no but exactly they would know head. better they, there would be but, a, there would be a reason as to yeah. why they've identified him as the player that they want in that position they, they've constantly been they've never committed to I don't think they've ever fully committed to any of their managers they've had since Ferguson it's always been like it always feels like they've never fully went for it or they've went for it for maybe one summer but then then back at the next and maybe sometimes that was right Maybe sometimes yeah. that was wrong, but they like it was on a Marino as well. Like they they didn't want to sign any of the players Marino wanted because it, it went against the culture of United. But then what's the point of getting Marino in the first place? Might as well just sack oh, him there and then. Oh, yeah, yeah all, all these things like so. It, it just it's so clear to me that they have so many of these like people above the manager that they have this board that are very like influential. They have all these. Like the Darren Fletchers and other, I can't even remember if he's still there. But like, there's so many of these. Like, no, he is. Yeah, he's still there. Ro- roaming, roaming uh, directors of some point, just like in the ether in between, um, you know, uh, Ten Hag and that car salesman that they have running the show. <laughs> you know, the, the, in in between the, it's it's just like what is going on. Like I, I can't, I can't believe it that like I, I genuinely thought they, they actually understand it now. Whenever they got um Ragnikin, because my thinking was, if they don't want to, they don't want to rush into another bad decision. That I totally get that they're, they're actually writing off a whole season bringing Ragnikin. It's actually, it you they're know, thinking about short, next short, season, yeah, short term loss for a long term yep. gain. They're actually yeah. thinking about it. They got Ragnik in. He told them all the answers, and they still went. Yeah, no, we're not doing that. Um, and then what manager will we go for? Well, what one's the flavor of the month? What one are the fans on board with now? They're not so big on Pochettino now, so we'll go with Ten Hag. Maybe yeah. that's the right decision. But for me, that was definitely dictated by the fans on Twitter. Yeah, fans Ten, Ten Hag more than, more than Pochettino. Yeah, um, yeah. Like, now they're in the research. position, they've got Ten Hag, and it, like, they're still, like, still not a clear process. Like, I actually, like... I genuinely think I'd do a better job running Man United. Like you, it... You've got to remember as well, Ten Hag has basically been there since the end of April, early he May. Went there That's early was... as well. He was yeah. meant to go to a, a, a thing end of season tournament with Ajax. Left and he cancelled that. And he was at pa- he was around. at the Palace game, but he, he was announced in I can't remember the date, but it was late April, early May. That's when they say he is the manager, right? Mm. And they would have probably known before that. And I would have thought from that moment on that the season was gone by then. They weren't getting top four. That the the rest of the games for you know the last four or five games, whatever it was, where they went on that losing run, it didn't matter because it had gone. It was all about next season and and blowing the whole thing up and resetting because they had players leaving the club. You got a new manager coming in. He needs players to play his way. I, I cannot, for the life of me, understand how they're so ill-equipped for the first two games of this season, where there is a premium on getting off to a good start. There's five games before the window shuts. So even if they get deals done late in the window, if you've lost three or four of your first five games, which, let's be honest, they've got Liverpool next week. They could well do that. Um, they will. It, it, <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be against all the odds if they do get a result against Liverpool. Like. Can Absolutely. I say something different? Uh, yeah. Because... Obviously, all that's happening to United is hilarious, and there is no end in sight, and that's great. Last season, we were kind of saying the same things about Arsenal. Arsenal yeah, which I was gonna in a much better place than Man United are. It there is no end in sight for Man United though, because of the complete lack of a recruitment structure or strategy or personnel. Whereas Arsenal had that, 
at least, and we still didn't realize. And, you know, fans of football in general have very short, first of all, memories, and second of all, patience. And that's yeah. fine. We're just football fans. We're having fun. We're reacting to things. It's it's a sport. It's recreate. It's like it's free fun time uh, yeah. for, for most people anyway. Yeah, but Man United I... genuinely don't have an end in sight because there's no, they don't. no I... strategy to it, and I'm astonished that that's the case. And that Ten Hag agreed to the job on those terms. It's it's um, it's interesting. We should least. say right. So they will get players in. I'm absolutely certain they will get multiple players in now. Whether they'll be any good is a different question. Yeah, the, you, the, the, the reason the odds now because of the. Because of what's gone on, now, it's not a good position to be in. It's not yeah, a good position. All I would out, say, they'll go out and get whoever they, whatever big name. They'll probably go and sign De Jong now. They'll probably just tell Barca, we'll give you whatever money you want. The, the last, yeah, the last thing I'd add on this is if you're comparing the two, because they are essentially in a position where they're likely to lose their first three games now. Which, as you said, we did last season. We had a lot of players missing. I don't want to make excuses, but I was saying at the time, the team you're seeing now will not be the team for the rest of the season, and it wasn't. And I'm not yeah. saying I necessarily expected it to get better to mm-hmm. the degree that it did. I just thought it would be better than 20th. Yeah. Um, there's, there's, Man United will get better. They'll that. probably finish sixth. They probably are the best team after the... Fo- but I think they're a long way behind the five above them at the moment. I Like... Mm. What I'm seeing from them is so, so poor. They haven't improved at all from the end of last season. Um, they're so ill-equipped for the start of this year, and as you said, they're there's what, no. They're worse, they've, they've got no. They've got really. Let's be honest. They're, they're going to get players in, but they don't know who they're going to be yet, and they've got no yeah. one coming back from injury. So there's no one to like hang your hat on and go, okay, yeah, but we'll get him back and we'll get them back, and you know we're missing key parts there and there, and we'll be yeah. better with. There's just none of that. It's all unknowns. It's all hypotheticals and, and speculating, and it's it's more that they just can't be any worse than this they really can't be <laughs> what what they've spent and and they showed the graphic on sunday something like 450 or saturday 455 million compared to like 55 million from brentford yeah pound for pound the worst run football club in the world i think you can make an argument for someone else but i think Bar given uh, yeah i mean i, I look, i'm not going to argue Barcelona, with that in fairness to them like you know, it might be dodgy what they're doing, but they're putting a good. They're still getting good transfers in. Like, like the players they're actually signing are like they're actually good players. They're, they're still competing making... at the top level as well. They're yeah. still relevant. They won the league a couple of seasons ago. Man United haven't won the league since 2013. Like, yeah, that is. And, true. and they've not been close either. They, <laughs> they, they just yeah, haven't but, been. Barcelona, you know, they, well, they signed Rafinha and Kunde this summer. Like, you know, everybody will say they're good quality players. The ones United like. It's just, it, I, it's actually unbelievable. Just like they've had a year to, to basically, ever since they started, it's so sure. They've had a year, they've had from that time to to now, or before the start of the season, to think to plan the whole thing out. What are we gonna do? How are we gonna go about it? What do we want to be look like? Yeah, they, they, you know, you imagine what what. There's loads of stuff that have changed more in that time. Like, yeah. Ten Hag must have had crazy. demands as well. Like when they sat down with. I don't know him, why I'm getting annoyed. I'm a Chelsea fan. <laughs> it, no, but I, it's true. So when they spoke to Ten Hag, and we'll move on because it like it is a boring discussion. But because you're just saying the same things over and over again. When mm, they yeah. sat down with him, his position was a strong one because they were so so bad when they would have come to him and said, "Look, we want you to be the next manager of Man United starting next season." What do you want, right? The, the, I'm not saying those exact words were said, but there's a discussion of okay, when I come in, I want to do this. this these are the sort of players I want to bring in. This is the style of football I want to. There would have been that discussion, and it, I, I can't believe how little they've actually done when you think about it. They've essentially gone, yeah, well, we've got a load of players out of contract. We've got a load of players that aren't very good that have dragged us to 58 points, our worst ever league tally for 30 odd years or whatever. Um, there you go. Crack on, Eric. I mean, it's just unbelievable. It, it, yeah, I, I don't know what more to say about it. it like, I, And I, I love, love it. To, yeah, I'd love great. to sit in, like, imagine the all or nothing. Like, you could do an all or nothing series on just like the the, the transfer window for, for United. <laughs> be, yeah. There'd be enough <laughs> Eight stupid conversations Eight episodes. and enough, like, and enough um, you know, a, a funny meetings that w- would just be like, you know, there'd be enough in that for you to just sit back and enjoy and laugh. Yeah, I'd love to have been a fly in the wall for for all these discussions, 
whenever Ten Hag was signed on to, to now. Um, mm. like, but, but quickly on that, before we move on, what what have you thought of the All or Nothing so far, Harry? Yeah, so obviously, you know, as an Arsenal fan, I have a vested interest in, like, the, the people that are in it, the players and the manager and, you know, the technical director, the people working above him. It, it, look, it, it's interesting. I said the same when I watched the Man City one. It is interesting to get an insight into it. I think there are well, certain I like, things... I like seeing the different meetings that they have. I like yeah. The, yeah, the, you the just... Quest as... What do you call the... the... Oh, the uh, development fella, yeah. Um, yeah, Quest, I find yeah. his role very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, well, you just see all that sort of stuff. I mean, look, you assume it, but it's good to actually, you know, have an insight into the sort of stuff that's being said. It's quite funny with, with the bit, I don't know whether you would have got to it, but they get Lacazette down and sort of speak to him about essentially how to score goals. Yeah. Um, and I was thinking, yeah, all the Arsenal fans like are saying this. Basically we, should, yeah, we, should, we should have signed someone in January, I think. But yeah, if you're telling him to be more like Benzema, I mean, fucking hell. I mean, uh, good luck. Um, um, <laughs> what, what I can't get over is the team talk. Because yeah, well, they're I strange. Think, I, but what I, I would say, I'd love to know if that is similar to any other managers. Or um... I think you'd be surprised, Virgil. What is said? Yeah. What you've got to remember is all the tactical stuff is done in the week. So you're not yeah, going into course. the dressing yeah, yeah. room and and breaking down the tactical entry. You you might do a bit of that half time where they you see they have some of the clips up uh, on on the projector or whatever stuff that's gone on in the game. I think yeah. before you send the players out, it's all about motivating them at that point. Definitely. And some of the stuff, let me be honest with you, it's corny, it's a bit cringy. But I'm it, wondering, it, no, it, is, is that all the players can handle? But it must be, it must motivate these guys. These these guys, like it must work. That you have to remember, their their mind, their brains work in a far fucking different way to ours. They're motivated in a different way than what we are. Yeah. So I don't understand it personally when he's getting them in a circle and getting them to hold hands and do all this like visualization stuff. It doesn't make any fucking sense to me, but we went out and beat them two nil. So it, like it, it worked in, in some capacity. We started that game. Well, we actually did what he was talking about in that particular instance, you know, the Tottenham one where he gets the photographer and we went out and smoked them. Like some of this stuff, it clearly works. I think that there's, there is, you know, there's a novelty to it that probably wears off. I don't think you can just do the same thing over and over again. I'm interested to sort of like, how he comes up with some of this stuff, like the Liverpool one, where he's like talking about having a good night and like going out and meeting girls and stuff like that. It was, yeah. it did make me I, laugh. I, to be fair, but... that's what interests me more about that is like, yeah, I'd love to see the the discussion he has with with like his coach staff. Or or like, what are we doing coach, tonight? Oh, a great idea, Gaffer, <laughs> for uh, for for the next one. Um, I, you yeah. know, like I've got a joke you can use. Like, I genuinely find that interesting. Like, it because I didn't think. They'd put so much thought into into these sort of uh, you know team talks, uh, and I also I was just surprised. Like I love to ask all the um, Arsenal players about the whole heart and brain one. Like did they? Because <laughs> if that was if that was me, I would, maybe if you're in that zone, you're like so focused on the match and you're just listening to anything the manager has to say. If that was me, I'd be cracking up. I'd be nudging yeah, my mate going, funny. <laughs> are, you, are, you, are you seeing what I'm seeing? What, yeah. what is this? Like, I know. Uh, I, I I just think it's difficult to get into the headspace of these but, but guys. But then you look at Smith Rowe and Smith Rowe's just going... Smith Rowe is my is my favorite character in all of it. I just I just find him I find it, him um, I find him more adorable than than Saka. <laughs> adorable. It, it all just, went like... downhill though when he was talking about like getting a Nando's. I was thinking, yeah, he did seem to put on a few pounds like in the second half of the season last year, <laughs> and he's picking up a few uh. injuries and on the but yeah. Um, my, I, my quite... favorite bit was whenever he was talking with Lacazette outside and Lacazette was asking him about like his what he was wearing and Lacazette said oh you've, you've gone with the how come you went with the black and white and he was just like yeah yeah man I went with the black and white in it and like I'd love to think God I'd love to think that um, especially Arteta I'd love to think that he was just acting for the sake of the documentary uh, you think you think it's that bad? I'd love I don't to think. think so. I'd love to think that. I I I've only watched little bits of it. I haven't actually sat down and watched it. I, I but for I don't trips, think. I'd love to think that that's the case. I I don't it's, like the answer one. The that's the one, one I really thoroughly didn't like. I just didn't. 
Yeah. I think he comes across pretty well for like parts of it. I think like you can see the pride he takes in his work and mm-hmm. how much it means to him and and the thought that goes into it, which to be honest with you is the bare fucking minimum. But it's yeah. nice to actually see it. Um, yeah, I didn't like the Anfield stuff. Stuff like that is just nonsense. I don't know if that the, was done for the, the cameras, the speakers and stuff. Yeah, it's just nonsense. You, you, know? can, you, you can't replicate that. That just no. comes with playing no, those games more yeah. and more. The, the, I'm surprised that someone that has played in like the. Liverpool Everton Derby that he thought that playing music would help with that like it didn't yeah. <laughs> it didn't and he, and he, and he poured like petrol so onto the fire by beefing Klopp on the sidelines as well he didn't do us any favours that yeah. day um, anyway moving on um, should have added while we're on Brentford Man United uh, Martinez won't be getting short king of the week ah. um, he won't be getting it this week I think it, when they've conceded four yeah. and he got taken off at half time just, and uh, he was a little he was bit. Of salt. No, I thought, I thought that was just to me. save him. I thought, I thought, I thought that was just to go. Look, look I'm sure, I'm sure uh, Ten Hag pulled him aside and went, "You beautiful short king, you know, you don't, you don't deserve to be out there. I'm gonna pull you off. Yeah, you're and, better than and, this. And then I'll take you off the pitch as well. Um, and uh, you can, you, you can sit on the sideline for this one. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> Uh, that that's my thinking on that because you know we all know Martinez is is you know the next um, Fabio Cannavaro reincarnated and it's only yeah. a matter of time. Yeah, yeah, well absolutely said. agreed. Um, if not him though, who are we nominating? Because I have a question for you fellas. Uh-huh. Martinez is five foot nine, <laughs> but he's a centre back now. Yeah. Yeah. Is five foot nine short enough for a striker? Because if it is, then I've got a suggestion. Um, but what are we saying? Uh, I know you... I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm on the edge with this. You know what? I should, we should have looked up. We should have looked up what the average height of Premier League players is. I, I, I think yeah, I, I can I, find I, that for you right now. Let me, let me. Yeah, if we can Google find that out, because that would be that would be useful to know. Because I don't think we should be comparing them to the average height of the average male man in the UK. No, 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 no. Because most most Premier League players, a lot of them are selected because they are taller, bigger, which is completely uh, racist, in my opinion. I, I, hate, I hate that about the, the game. It needs to be stamped out. <laughs> um, but, um, I, you know, part of the small people. But, um, really? But, yeah, no, I, 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 I think we need to, um, it, like... I, I I I'm not sure about it. I, I five nine. I mean, it's taller than me, which maybe makes me uncomfortable because you yeah, know, he's taller than me. But may, maybe five nine is is good enough. It's it's Gabriel Jesus you're talking about, isn't it? It I mean, is. Yeah, I think Gabriel Jesus absolutely has to to get it this week. Five oh nine is absolutely short enough, and it's confirmed by the fact that uh, well, I don't know if it's a fact. It's according to SoccerPrime.com. I don't know how reliable right. that is. Yeah, uh, the average height there. of uh, we'll go off uh, it for uh, now. Yeah, we'll go off it for now. The average height of the Premier League is five foot eleven point nine. There we go. He's in. He's in. I'm happy. I'm happy to back. A Gabriel Jesus. The other one I I was thinking of was uh, Kante, um, mm. or if we want to go down another route, um, like Dean, he delivered again. You know, he he, he no. steps up on no, every no, no, occasion, no, no, no. delivers prime Barclays Premier League. He moments. did no, and as much as it hurt me this time, I I can't I can't I can't help but admire the artistry of the man. To he, <laughs> he always steps up. Um, so you know, Mike Dean was my other one. I think he's I think he's five. 170 he's 5758 i think there you go he's even shorter than 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 gabriel jesus which means he's he's actually uh higher in my books or or lower depending on what way you want to look at it yeah um yeah he uh he no i'm happy great. to go with gabriel jesus as as the second um second ever uh short king of the week congratulations to him i'm sure he'd be absolutely yes. delighted to when he gets when he gets wind of it because uh it's a prestigious award and he's and he's done well, and he's he's done well to start his Arsenal career as well. I think Chelsea should have been all over that, talking about strikers and who they could bring in. I'm I'm really surprised they. Did, he he would have seen him. him so well. I think I think he would have been. I mean, I think he'd be good for a lot of teams, but he, he's just so good. I, I can't I can't believe we've got him to be honest. Um, but yeah, brilliant love finish. him. Brilliant finish. Love him. I love him, mate. I absolutely love him. Yeah, um, you're right too as well. He, he's brilliant. Um, Right, moving on. 
moving on, Fergal, it, the time has come. Give us the Just Another Fantasy update for this week. So, we had... Um, so yeah, we had George, uh, who... Uh, good job he's not on this week, because uh, he picked... That's why he's not on. And got two. Uh, so, Bowen. he's up to five in total. Jared Bowen was um, four today. He was... Or last week as well. Yeah. Ian Ali picked Haaland, expecting him to um his bag full of goals. Uh, he ended up just getting an assist. So I blame Phil Foden. Should have squared it. Yeah, Moving very on. true. Uh, so we we got five, which at least we got something. But when it's Borm Haaland eight against Borm, he had eight touches. Haaland, do you see? Yeah, that? that is mad. He had and two, two passes. passes. Oh, one was the kickoff, and one was an assist. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's that's pretty mental. Yeah. It's, it's mental in a Guardiola team. Like I literally, I don't know what. But it, is it? Like, is it though? Like, is like, it Lukaku because they just got seven touches in that game? He got completely slagged off a bit. So like he's he's what is does eight touches make you have a good game? You know what but I mean? But he made an assist and he got in a position to score, but Phil Foden didn't. You know, reach I him. don't and, know and if Man it is City that mental. Won, so. I don't know if it's that mental when you watch Man City, especially when they're in the lead. They do pass the ball around a lot, and they don't really pass it forwards much. They kind of just yeah. pass, 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 and they just wait. So I'm not that. I mean, granted, eight is always surprising, but yeah, eight is too low. Yeah, it, it, it is too low. He not didn't quite get the Lukaku treatment. They didn't quite get the Lukaku uh, because <laughs> Chelsea won that game. Did they beat? They ended up winning that game. Um, uh, so you couldn't even. Deal, I think. Yeah, so you couldn't even say it was because they'd lost or, or drawn or whatever. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, Anonymous. But all about me, yeah. Fogel. This is the big bit. This is the, this is the... Yeah. You pick KDB. So it's it. 14 yes. points. Ah. Beautiful. He's, co- he's come back stronger this, this season. Uh, Harry's top was 16. Uh, Ali in second on seven. Uh, I'm third on six. And George is last on five. So a big gap there to uh, already out in front. Yeah, Excellent, mate. Look, I'm on the I'm on the comeback trail. I'm I'm mounting a recom. I'm going to redeem myself after last season's disappointing showing. Um, I'm in the mood. I've been doing my research. Yeah. I, I fancy myself to win it this year. So, all, right. all for it, lads. All for it. And I look forward to next week's when I when I inevitably extend my lead. So, thank you very much for uh, updating us there, Fergal. Um, and on that note, I think we'll call it a night. Thank you very much for joining me, boys. Alrighty, um, thank you. Pleasure as always. Hope you guys enjoy, and we'll catch you on the next one. Cheers. Yeah.